Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. From a two-for-one Groupon package holiday deal here on Primordial Earth, we present a wheezing, groaning sound. Resolutely the only Doctor Who podcast to be made by three men who are serving a community service order for repeatedly drop-kicking Sild and a lift shaft. For the shits and the giggles! I am Paul, call that a cliffhanger, Litchfield, and joining me is Tom Nimrod Neenan and John... Go into the light, Caroline! Rain! An extra special Christmas guest, it's Gemma, totally in control, Arrowsmith! Hello! <laughs> Thanks so, for having me. So, you're Thanks welcome. Thanks for being here. So... Tell the Irish workman currently digging up the road to Tardis. Tardis, Tardis. <laughs> Jesus That's Christ. not racist. Um, flush, your, flush your Ian Hogg, probably cut me rhyming slang for bog, and hope that we don't all make a complete plat prat of ourselves, the writer's called uh, Mr. <laughs> <Not> Platt, <laughs> as we dive headlong into the most deeply confusing episode of Doctor Who ever, ever made! It's Ghost Light! <laughs> wow! Yes, I'm, I'm so sorry for choosing Ghost Light. I, no, I I'm so happy you did. Yeah, it's, I um, want to find out what it means. Hmm. Yeah, uh, well, well, I mean, I wish I could tell you. I have, uh, <laughs> as I was saying um, just before we hit record, that it took me three hours to watch these three 25 minute episodes <laughs> because I just had to pause and go back and pause and go back because I thought, I really do want to understand this before. <laughs> Before I, I come on the show and have to explain it. I, I don't think I'm all the way there. I mean, definitely in parts of episode three, I was just typing it out like I was a court stenographer and right. I wasn't processing what was going on, really. <laughs> well, this is the very, one of the very few Doctor Who episodes where I went to Wikipedia when I didn't know what was going on yes. and it made it more confusing. It's a bit like trying to describe an Escher painting to a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostlight feels to me like it was written by an infinite amount of dyslexic monkeys, but they were only using Boggle. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, what? What? Before we we try and crack this egg open, can I ask, Gemma, sorry, I think, uh, is how did you first get into Doctor Who? Um, We know. The reason I chose a Seventh Doctor episode is because he's the first doctor I remember watching so the show was Mm -hmm. cancelled just after my eighth birthday so Ghostlight would have gone out when I was seven and blow out the doctor who (laughs) I really really remember have a vivid recollection of watching uh survival 
while eating mm. spaghetti bolognese. Um, so I had, that is a very vivid memory of mine. I have no memory of Ghostlight from when I was little at all. I only came to that years and years later. But um, yeah, I wanted to choose. I wanted to choose a, a Seventh Doctor one for that, and I got to write for Sylvester McCoy quite recently because I did a, wow. a big finish, which was very, so and exciting. Ace, very exciting. Um, so I thought it would it was an appropriate one to choose. But yeah, I, I love Doctor Who. The little bit of it that I remember from when I was sort of seven, eight years old. But mm-hmm. it was really what. Watching Tom Baker on UK Gold that really got me into it. And I remember watching the... And my mother's a big sci-fi fan, so I I definitely watched the TV movie, the Paul McGann TV movie with her. And then the reboot came about just as I was finishing university. And I remember going home to watch it with my mother at home specifically. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been, a long, it's been a long Doctor Who journey, but we're here. And can I just say I really enjoyed your Big Finish episode, Ghost Light 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I tried to make it as confusing a journey. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool that you wrote for McCoy. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Did you get to see them performing your lines and stuff no I, I did uh. not unfortunately I, I I wasn't you know I wasn't at the recording but um yeah it was nice seeing it was nice hearing Ace in particular not hearing Sophie Aldred reading lines funny lines that you've written that was very exciting she um, she so needs to be in New Who doesn't she oh my god yes. Sophie so Aldred. much well she It'd wrote she wrote perfect. a 13th Doctor story recently didn't she yeah she, um, what's it oh, called of course yeah uh, I, I know that the, the initials of the book are A-C-E I can't remember what it's called off the top of my I head I think it's called yeah. Mega Mega <laughs> oh, Mega Wicked <laughs> Mega wicked skill and rad. She has a really nice day because the doctor doesn't turn up. It's lovely. I think it's called uh, a cool electro. Nice. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm joking. (laughs) Well, shall we? Shall we? Shall we get involved? Yeah. Okay. Get involved, shall we? Story. Okay. So this is the second. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, sorry. I've got so much information for you. Um... Because we first of all we need to remind our. Oh, gallant yeah. listeners uh, oh yeah says tom oh yeah no i was, I was excited no, to, I was to be like... fair tom's the smoothest in getting into these links so we should yeah normally, normally. <laughs> but uh, there we, like, we saw the, like, there um... we saw the opera mass slip <laughs> <laughs> what i did is i was oh, like yeah. oh yeah people would have been watching something else at this time then i was like oh they probably were right yeah, that was right. the that was like the thought process i had in my mind yeah, so paul what true. did they turn over halfway through to watch <laughs> Um, they just watched the ceilings, the walls. They, they just took a long, good, hard look at themselves in the mirror. I bet the suicide uh, anyway. rate spiked during that first episode. <laughs> so Paul, Slight who was killing debuted. themselves this week? <laughs> Everyone in the world. Oh. Apart from that, um, anyway, Ghostlight, listen, it's Wednesday the 4th of October 1989. Oh. That's oh. when it popped onto our screens. Now, if you were watching BBC One on that day, at 9.25, you could watch Labour 89, highlights from the third day of the Labour Party conference. Oh, really? Wow. Oh. Preferable. How exciting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have rather have seen that. <laughs> Nothing much yeah. of that happened until, until 2.15, then you had Film it's just called film. <laughs> um, I'd say what the uh, Labour conference was very different to Ghostlight because uh, Ghostlight has control. Uh, uh, yes! Uh, yes! Uh, very nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Light was the uh, guest speaker. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he made Roy Hutton explode. Labor- <laughs> under, the la- <laughs> under the Labour government, we will turn the clocks back permanently, allowing night. <laughs> <laughs> if you like. If you like. Anyway, 
film uh, there was a film on it was called three secrets three oh, secrets yes. mm-hmm. and it says this when a light aircraft crashes a couple are killed but their five-year-old <laughs> son survives i don't know why i'm laughing then three women turn up all claiming to be the mother oh interesting yes and then at 7 35 doctor who ghost light part one and this is the write-up for it Ace tells the Doctor her worst nightmare, and he promptly takes her there. It's <laughs> simply not what happened. Honestly, though, is it? Uh, <laughs> that's very much like what Ed Willie Curry did today on Twitter. Unbelievable! Yep. Telling me the basement bound journalist to go and peg himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. my word. <laughs> he might like it. And then, yeah. just after Doctor Who, you had Bergerac. Bergerac. Yes. And it says, Char- Charlie has organised the first Jersey International Music Festival. <laughs> it gives him a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I love if that's the plot. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> For God's sake, Jim! Aztec camera doing my fucking nothing! <laughs> Now, if you're watching BBC Two on that day at 10.20, you started with Search Out Science. And the write-up for Search Out Science simply says, I'm looking through you. You're not the same. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. That's a Beatles thing. Help! Help! (laughs) Oh, well, maybe it was all about the Beatles. (laughs) Must have been. Um, and there was science on all day until 10 past 12, where there was more science, and it was called Science in Action. And it just says this, keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> fair dues. Absolutely fair dues. So maybe it's so it, so it, penile so it's either I don't know what it is. Maybe it's all about bleach, or maybe the presenters are just constantly swearing. <laughs> keep it clean. Well, this fucking week, we're having a look at the atom. <laughs> Stupid bastard. Oh, keep it clean. Um, a bit later on, you had something called uh, Life School. Um, you and the law. And the write-up is this. Beware the beach. Mm. <laughs> wow. Beware the beach. <laughs> I don't know. At 2.15, Labour 89, the Labour conference with David <laughs> Dimbleby and Vivian White. Ay, ay, ay. 20 past five, holiday outings. This week, Spain. Bill Buckley stays in a hotel owned and run by the government. <laughs> that's, that's prison. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what happened. He went to prison. Mm. Well, it's a lovely hotel. Uh, you know, you get breakfast promptly. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, uh, and that, that was mercifully only on for ten minutes. And then it was Gardner's World. And it says this. Are miniature roses fashionable? <laughs> Wow. And you would have been watching Gardner's World if you were watching Doctor Who at that time. And then you would have watched Time Watch, which just looked at Trotsky. You just looked at him. Um, oh. Then at 20 past 10, building sites. Architect Nigel Coates delights in what most people wouldn't think of as architecture. <laughs> animals. <laughs> exactly, animals. Clouds, thoughts. <laughs> Dreams. A fight he saw outside a pub. Well, look at the lovely curving. <laughs> curving on that. I don't understand. It's brutalist. Look at look at the daddle rails on that policeman. I don't know what he's going on about. But there you go. And then at midnight was Open University. And it just says this for one of the shows. In 1981, the Department of Health launched a Stop Ricketts campaign. What were the consequences? And that was your joy on BBC One and BBC Two. 
<laughs> Lovely. Once again, it all connects because what's a good way of preventing rickets? Light. Light. Oh, yes, yes. It's vitamin D, isn't <laughs> yes. it? There you go. It I'd, imagine, I'd imagine Donald Trump would have liked this episode because he had a thing about light, didn't he? Light, oh, yeah, light in, it, entering yeah, the body. Yeah, inside you, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Right. Go, 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 Jeremy. I'm so intrigued. I'm, I'm strapping in. Right. Yeah. So, uh, this is the, the second episode of season 26 of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. It's three episodes in this serial. And like you say, it was uh, it was October 89. And this is the, it was the last one to be filmed. In fact, there's a scene in episode three between Gwendolyn and Mrs. Pritchard. It's literally the last bit of Doctor Who to be filmed before it was wow. cancelled in this episode. So, uh, wow. And loads of it was filmed at TV Centre. It was the last one, last Doctor Who to be filmed at TV Centre. So there's lots of Michael interesting Michael Grade things. was uh, standing yeah. at the side of the door with his finger on the, the off button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 With a massive fan that he turned on and everyone just got blown yeah. out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> was Sharon Juice jumping out of the window the last thing they ever filmed and that wasn't actually scripted <laughs> <laughs> okay. aye, aye, aye. so, so we, we open of course Gemma in Ghastly Grunge we, we, we open uh, in a place called Gabriel Chase literally everything every part of this uh, serial takes place within this stately home there's a governess and a maid and they're putting food under a door and it's grabbed by something and then yeah. cut to uh, a reverend the reverend Ernest Matthews is arriving at this stately home from Oxford and then we forget that again and we cut to <laughs> the TARDIS arrives <laughs> and, and, and he looks arrived. like he's pushed his head through a dog <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and then the TARDIS arrives in maybe a playroom, maybe a laboratory. Uh, the the yep. doctor is testing Ace and she has to work out uh, where it is. Then we forget that again and we move back to <laughs> the maids. There are these, there are these yeah, day don't, maids. Don't, don't forget in the room we have, we have the rocking horse eyes light yes. up. Oh, yeah. Ooh. True. That'll Could come that back. go anywhere? That'll no. come. No. <laughs> an emu's eyes light up later, and that's never picked up again. Yeah, yeah. And then immediately attacks Michael Parkinson. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Gaslight. I was going to do defeat these. Um, then the, there are these maids, the day maids, and they have mm, to leave maids. before dark. Yeah. yeah, they have to leave before dark, and they say, "Heaven help anyone who stays." Then mm. we cut back to the doctor and Ace. But, here, but says, here's the question: <laughs> why, do they, why do they keep fucking coming back? She, they, keep come, they come back every day. Yeah. 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 Do they come back to this house of hell. They've read the script. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's true. Also, <laughs> also, it could be argued that Rod Hull left Emu because he lost control as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this oh, this whole storyline very much feels like a slippery roof. It does. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> felt, I oh yes! I immediately felt bad. Oh, <laughs> he's been dead twenty years. It's fine. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Bless him. Um, so Ace then says she doesn't like haunted houses, and she oh, says no. she was in one once before, and that's where we leave that thread for the time being yeah. to get yeah. things up very slightly later. <laughs> Dangling on. in the wind. 
yeah. Um, then this is this annoyed me so much the first time I watched Ghostlight as an adult. This next bit, you're gonna um, have to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> this next bit, there some sliding doors go back, and yeah. some maids come out. Some the, the night maids come Storage. out like they're sort of clockwork or like they're robots, yes. and that is like literally never explained in the rest of the thing. Like why? Well, I, I think <laughs> the idea is that they've been hypnotized. I think that's they're the idea because everyone else gets hypnotized. Yes. Or mesmerized, but are they being fed? Are they being? I don't know. I thought they were robots. Yeah, I I initially thought they were just because of the way they moved when they came out. But also, when the door comes up, I immediately thought they might be skittles. So I just didn't. (laughs) Very confusing. Um, Mm. We then cut to two new people, uh, a young woman (laughs) and another man. Now this turns out to be Gwendolyn. And Josiah. We don't know that at this point. And Josiah's played by Billy Connolly. (laughs) (laughs) He's played by by a homeless Count Dracula. (laughs) He's covered in dust. Yes. I really really like him. I think Mm. he's a really good actor. Yeah, he's good. He was loads of good people in this. Yeah, he was Was Rockcliffe Babies. Yeah. 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 That was the theme. Nice. A bit better than that. What's his name? Is it Ian Hogg? Ian Hogg, yeah. Yeah, Ian, Ian Hogg. Hogg yeah. And if you look very carefully, you can see his hog's eye. <laughs> <laughs> Under those sunglasses. Yes, yeah. of course. There's all sorts of people that, that crop up in this episode that have been in mad, spectacular things. A, I mean, yeah. I mean, Light Light himself is the second henchman in Flash Gordon to the Hawkmen. That's right, yeah. That's brilliant. And what? S- <laughs> Sylvia fucking Simpson is in this. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'd sorry, Gemma. I'd imagine that was in her contract, though, when she saw the script. I'm, I'm doing nothing. Well, I've got stories about this as we go on. Well, I also right. read that, yeah. that they nearly cast Emma Thompson as Control. She was, what? And, and instead on. they cast a woman who looks a lot like Emma Thompson. They did. <laughs> they do, and a lot like Lady Painfort as well. That was very confusing on a, on a sort of... Yes. Uh, I thought Lady Painfort was back from Silver Nemesis, but she was not. But Emma Thompson would have been good. I would have hmm. happily yeah, seen yeah. her do that. I, I might as well say it now, just because it's sprung in my mind. But I watched yeah. the um, Blu-ray of this, and there's mm-hmm. the documentary about the making of it on there. And in there... Pretty Are much every crying? actor. Every, well, every actor. There's Ian Hogg, Sarah Deuce, um, the girl who plays Francesca. Um, they all say, we had no idea what this was about. <laughs> and, and they had to keep, the director had to keep going to run, the, run and ring the writer and mm. say, what does this mean? He'd come back and then all the actors would say, look, let's just stop mucking about. Let's play it and it'll make sense. Wow. Well, they gave it a go. <laughs> mm. What frustrates me is that um, the writer, Mark Platt, said that, oh, no, it's all intentional. I don't like it. So he's one of only two writers in the entire history of Doctor Who that had a script accepted with no professional writing experience. He's got no writing background. And um, having said that, the... uh, John Nathan Turner loved this said it was brilliant um, right. and he and Mark Platt said oh no it's all deliberate I don't like it when you over you sort of spoon feed audiences so I prefer it's all deliberate that I prefer to starve them yeah. just <laughs> well he in the, in the documentary they say that he tried unsuccessfully to get on the show for 10, year, 10 to 15 years before right. this and he was right. turned down oh by Robert Holmes God. wow yeah, it's yeah. Interesting. am I right but to he, the he, other he, story he, sorry no, carry on, on. 
No, the, no, the no, other no. story that was accepted uh, from no writing experience was that full circle, I believe. It was a fix with some Terrence. <laughs> Written was, by Mr. Was, J. Savile. It was. It was full circle with Michael Palin. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is full circle. Yeah, it's Andrew um, which gave the world Adric. So that's uh, that's wow. Yeah. So I can imagine. I can imagine people confronting Platt, going, "Sorry, you need to just what is?" And then he he's got that sort of immediate response, bit like when people question David Lynch about his films, and David Lynch always goes, "The clues are there," and you go, "Where?" <laughs> he goes, "Because the coffee grinder is." Brown. You're like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's why all that happened, David. Yeah. You know, brilliant. Okay, so the Doctor and Ace come across a silver case with the initials RFC on it. And yeah, the Doctor takes that stands out, for uh, right fucking confusing. <laughs> and then... This is confusing. The doctor then takes out a device and that's when the stuffed emu's eyes start glowing. Um, and yeah. then the doctor takes out a different device and we discover that this box is radioactive. And then yes. a new man, a new man entirely, holds a spear in front of them and he sort of takes the box and says that he's come to the house to find Redfur's Fen Cooper, uh, an explorer, <laughs> and save him. And this is a brilliant bit where he wanders off into the background and says, and save him from the clutches of that blackguard. And you literally can't hear. I went back several times. I, I went back several times and there's a music sting and a yeah. sound effect over the top of the important part. Of the yeah, I don't want stuff spoon fed to me. I'm glad. I don't want to hear words. Yeah. I... <laughs> The music I want to, is I, I want to die. I want to die of emaciation and be a mummy at the end of this <laughs> of plot. I'm sure it's not the composer's fault because obviously mm. he has no control over the volumes. But there's some scenes in this where people are talking over one another and the music's louder than them. <laughs> yeah, that happens. They're, they're so low in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> and also, so low in the mix. And also, throughout episode one, two, and three, there are sometimes like seven or eight moments of genuine peril every four minutes, which are always yeah. then dealt with by just, oh, we'll just go in the other room and have dinner. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So many times they just go, oh, well, I'll leave this room. Yeah. <laughs> just leave the peril in there to just wait until someone else goes into the when peril. When they have dinner in episode three, and you go, this dinner has never been mentioned. They just they suddenly wander into a, a room all laid out for dinner, and that's it's never been set up. It's never been mentioned yeah. before. How did they know it was happening? I, it's, it's a crazy... So okay. And <laughs> poor O'Dayce, she gets dragged by her hair three times in this. Oh, dragged <laughs> by her hair. Horrible. Nightmare. <laughs> Poor okay. Um So the governess and the maids meet the Reverend Gwen. Uh, uh, Rev- oh, hang on. There's so many different characters in this. Gwendolyn, uh, Mr. Smith's ward, says that he will meet with the Reverend soon. Then D- Doctor and Ace. Doctor and Ace are with a man, uh, with the man who turns out to be Redfur's Fen Cooper, but he doesn't know that it's him yet. Uh, Ace wants to leave, and the man points a gun at Ace. We then leave that scene for a bit and <laughs> we cut to a butler with mutton chops hunched over uh, uh, looking I in the door. I love Nimrod. <laughs> yeah. Looking in a door, the door from the beginning that the food was uh, taken underneath and says, uh, poor silent brute. And then a voice says, not silent now. Okay. Whoa. And then that's, and, and then we cut And then the voice that. goes, have you got any Tixilex or Strepsils? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> and already at so, this stage you're going there's too much happening already yeah, yeah. there is <laughs> just needs so who I mean who script edited this I think it was um, it was Andrew Cartmel yeah. uh, script mm. edited this and you go cut loads of 
cut loads of this. So yeah. <laughs> cut all of the maids, cut all of the robot nurse, like night maids, whoever they are, cut mm. all of that. Uh, it just ne- it needs pages and pages cut out of it so that the oh. things that are left have room to... Break. Well, they wanted it to be a four-parter. Yeah, I think Christ, it really shows, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it really shows. Mm. But it's like he's tried to crush all four parts down into three 25-minute episodes. Yeah. Un- unsuccessfully. He God. didn't crush enough, in my opinion. He should have kept on crushing. God. So you never get the resolution to uh, Nimrod's plotline where he, he joins Supergrass. The... Oh, yeah. Supergrass, he does. Nimrod. Oh, dear. And that Nimrod should have been the last was... line. How do you feel, Nimrod? All right. <laughs> <laughs> My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty keyring. Yeah, fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I've bought that quite a lot of times. I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> Loads of great apps up now and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Instead of wicked. Oh, God. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. Nimrod was like a playground insult at my school, which oh, is really? why I thought this oh, yes, really yes. Yeah, same here, Nimrod. same here. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, why I always Nimrod, find it Nimrod meant you were a bit backwards in, in Devon. Oh, no. Well, yeah, maybe yeah, is, that, is that a Neanderthal thing? Is that a reference? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Except Nimrod. he's terribly well spoken, isn't he, Nimrod? He's wonderful. Yeah. And I love the way he exactly. combines his swinging caveman gait mm. as he walks. <laughs> I, think, I think genuinely think Nimrod's the only bit of all of this that I enjoyed. <laughs> I, thought he was, I, thought, I thought he was really good. Yeah, I think this good. is a slightly a, um, there's lots of amazing ingredients in ghost lights and they're served yeah. up in, a, in an odd way. I have to say it looks tremendous. As a set, like, it's a beautiful piece like, of set work. And everything. I like Ace I wearing a tuxedo. Great. Mm. Ace yes. in a tuxedo well, is cool. She has to change three times, doesn't she? Because first of all, she comes in and the rev looks at her and, and points at her boobs. <laughs> And yeah. talks about her want, her wanton wares. Oh. <laughs> so she has to get changed, and then she gets changed to do putting on the Ritz with a Frankenstein's monster. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. He says that Ace is a shameless wanton, and uh, shameless wanton. Will, maybe she will evolve into a young lady. 
<laughs> and it's the man from um, Black um, Orchid, isn't it? Yes. Hmm. Uh, who, soon oh, oh becomes, who soon becomes the Funky Gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> My favourite uh, cultural touchstone for this actor, uh, as well as the Black Orchid, is he was in a sitcom called Perfect World, starring Paul Kay. Um, wow. Many years ago, and Nina Wadia, which is not worth checking out. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> also, Nim- Nimrod's in the Doctor Who as well, I think. Was he turn up again as well? I th- no, I think he'd already been in it. Ah. Yes, I'm sure. He's in a PG Tips advert that was on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the taste. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Do you know what Alpha goes like? Get... You have it. I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Sorry, yes, we need to motor on. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. Okay, no, it's fine. Then, uh, then Josiah Samuel Smith, the master of the house, enters. He's got round, little round sunglasses on, and he's really dusty, and he's wearing white gloves. Yeah. I don't really know why. And you, think, and you think, oh, is he blind? Is that what? Is that it? Is he mm. blind? <laughs> um, we then. We then cut to someone tied up. It's so dark you can't really see. It is actually yep. Redfords, but you can't really see who it is. And then there's some lightning outside. And the, the silver box, which is by him, it's, uh, it's really hard to see. Uh, even I turned my brightness up to maximum, but I still couldn't really see. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah. the, light, the box opens and a bright light uh, shines out of it. Yeah. Um, we then cut to Ace getting dressed. And then immediately there's a scream. So Ace and Gwen are dressed in tuxes. Uh, looking really dry, <laughs> as we've discussed. Um, yeah. And Nim- Nimrod goes and uh, opens the door where Red Furs is, and there's a really confusing bit where the candle sparks and Josiah Samuel Smith shields his eyes, which are behind sunglasses, and uh, the room's got is full of loads of light. Red Furs says some stuff about someone's hair is going white. It's unclear whether he's talking about himself or someone else. Yeah, it's all about uh, the, dialogue, the dialogue's really low in the mix, so it's really hard yeah. to know what he's saying at this yeah. point. And, um, and also and Gwen- then- Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn- and has put Ace in a corner and said, have you, have you ever seen Tipping the Velvet? Next. And then that scene just sort of finishes and we cut to everybody gathered together later. Um, it's, yeah. it's, 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 Again, massive peril. What should we do? Just go in the other room. Go in another room. Yeah. Go in another room. Yeah. It's fine. Um, Nimrod then says that the Doctor must be a wise man because of a tooth that the Doctor gave him earlier. God. And Ace now yeah. speculates that, that Nimrod is a Neanderthal. This is where this storyline comes out. Uh, Nimrod goes into what looks like a spaceship control room downstairs and then gets knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is lucky. I was thinking, because obviously being a Neanderthal, if this was a William Hartnell story, William Hartnell would have tried to beat Nimrod to death within <laughs> yes, like exactly. 10 minutes of this starting. <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, lo- I, think- I love the interior of the spaceship. Yeah, that's a stone spaceship. The thing is, there's yeah, loads of really lovely ideas, nice. I think, in this story. There are, um, yeah, it's genuinely. Just, it's, it's about, there's enough ideas for maybe three different serials. <laughs> yeah. right? They're just all yeah. crushed together and not given any room. Yeah. Um, so then there's, let me see. Yeah, the, Doctor and Ace are at dinner with the Reverend and Josiah Smith and they have a conversation about evolution. There's a phone call that Smith answers and we hear a voice that says, I've escaped. And Smith says, it's, it's learned to speak. And I genuinely had to rewind that several times to hear what anyone was I've saying. I've escaped. In I'm in the kitchen looking for Gaviscon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Me mother reverend is a telephone. Blasted bloody things. 
furious about technology. Get my head out of this dog! <laughs> and then there's something that happens that's really common in this story. Ace, re- mm. Ace reveals that she just found out in a scene that we don't see that mm. this is Perivale. So she found out that it's Perivale. That, and that's really typical of this of ghost stories. <laughs> Important <laughs> things happen off happen yeah. off camera, like really vital things that we absolutely need to see happen off camera. Um, so she says, oh no, this is Perivale. And I saw this house um, where, in, in my future, but when I was 16, she's upset and she runs off. And then some maids come out for literally no reason. And the doctor then runs after Ace. Okay, so then we I love that reveal, she... by the way, the, um, the bit where she's like, this is Perivale, because it's meant to be dramatic. But she's just naming a part of London yeah. where, like, yeah, this yeah. is Lower Sydenham. Like, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, there is the nothing impact. threatening about the name Perivale, is there? Yeah, it's, no. like, it's like going, oh my god, this is Windsor. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> the absolutely thing is, fine. The thing is, there is a cat that lives in Perivale that looks very disturbing. Yeah, oh, that, that is, is true. true. Yes, and it goes. That is true. Oh so, my god, Doctor! I've realised where we are! Chessington World of Adventures! <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine, there's nothing to be that upset about. And there's only seven yeah, yeah. houses there, apparently, which yeah. gets talked about later on. So how she immediately knew that, I don't know. Yeah. Stupid ace. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine. So we learn that at 13, Ace climbed over the wall of this building for a dare. And then she mm. sensed that there was some horror here and that uh, she's now learning that that horror was alien, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, then there, we go so to this a really is, peculiar So this is literally bit. the third story now where Sylvester McCoy mm-hmm. is mentally torturing his companion. Yeah. Yeah. This is his raison d'etre at the moment, is to take Ace everywhere and just fuck her up. <laughs> he's very cruel. He's a very cruel. He's doctor, so cruel he? to Ace. Yeah. I mean, he's he's no John Pertwee where he's physically punching Joe constantly, <laughs> plan a demise. By the yeah. seventh incarnation, it's a more mental torture. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so horrible. So this so is all this... part of the Cartmel master plan, right? It was all going to be like he was training up Ace to be a Time Lord. Is that That's something? Right. Well, the... It's it's, it's the, the season after this was going to be that she becomes a Time Lord, isn't it? It, that, it mm. played out a little bit, I think, in the books. Um, right. That she, yes. go, she goes she goes to Gallifrey to train up as a as a as a Time Lord, and he has a new companion Mega. who's going to be a cat burglar, I believe. Oh, that was what it was going to be. The Perivale um, cat burglar. <laughs> Literally a cat burglar. Mm, yeah, I can't train her. She is too old for the training. <laughs> She keeps this is scratching my leg. <laughs> this is the one who will bring balance to the Time Lords. <laughs> well, this 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 whole episode was originally going to be set on Gallifrey. And yes, it was. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, and it, it yeah it grew out of a different idea. And they. The, I'm so the glad it didn't go there because it would have been yeah. even worse. <laughs> <laughs> even more annoying. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know whether it was. Um, Andrew Cartmel or, or JNT that said, oh no, it's going to give away too much of the history of the backstory of the Doctor if we set this on Gallifrey, so that can we set it elsewhere? Which yes, is they wanted, they wanted to use this episode, didn't they? Well. Yeah, They wanted to use mm. this episode for the Doctor to talk about his, um, him growing up. A bit. That's right, so yeah. He went, no, we're not going to no. do it. <laughs> no. So th- we're coming to the end of the first episode and there's Hooray! a really, really confusing <laughs> bit. I was listening to this on headphones, so... There's, when Gwen is singing about the zoo, she's playing the piano and singing yeah. about the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. They've, done, they've done, they've done such a weird 
job of putting this into stereo that all of that is played in the right ear and mm. all of the dialogue in the foreground is played in the left ear. So I had to remove one of my headphones. <laughs> this, this scene. Oh, it's God. very weird. And then, so then Ace, this is when Ace tells a story about the dares she used to play as a child with her friend Manisha and the mm. fact that white kids bombed Manisha's flat. And that's what upset her so much that she came to this house uh, mm. and she climbed and she climbed over the the wall into this house um it's really odd that we don't learn anything else about manisha we don't learn anything else about this childhood friend of hers like was she okay would you know <laughs> or did, did she survive we don't learn anything else about her it's a shame um yeah. but yeah that's that's the what prompted that's the emotional moment that prompted ace to all those years ago to come over the wall into this house basically <laughs> jump the fence um, <laughs> Do we meet Manisha in Survivor? Because obviously Survivor, we meet some of Ace's friends. I can't remember if we meet her in that or if that's just... She was busy doing just a Manisha at the time. (laughs) (laughs) So much deviation. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) Ace runs to the lift and takes it downstairs to Mm -hmm. the What a mistake, Ace. God, yeah. Uh, I I love this. When Ace goes down into the spaceship interior, she immediately gets attacked by a very small nature documentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yes, uh, Josiah Smith and the Doctor talk about a violent enemy and uh, he, he asks the Doctor for help in defeating it and offers him £5,000 uh, to help him defeat it. We don't know who this violent enemy is yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Ace arrives in the basement and Mrs Pritchard, calls the, the sort of governess, calls the lift back up. So then Ace finds Nimrod on the floor and then she hears a voice, a cur- a, literally a curtain. A curtain goes back <laughs> to reveal two reptile creatures in butler uniforms. Now, these yeah. are the husks. We don't learn the name husks until later. Mm-hmm. Um, they well, come towards like a praying her. mantis, isn't he? One's like a praying mantis. I one's think. like a praying mantis. I, I learned just before we came on the call that they, these are outfits from a production of Alice in Wonderland. These oh, are, really? yeah, and they were put in really late in the day because, um, again, I can't remember whether it's, it was Cartmel or JNT that said, We mm. want you need to put in a classic Doctor Who monster into this story, so they're kind of shoved in. They're, they're sort of that's why they're not connected. Um, so these that creatures can't reach the lift handle. <laughs> 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 That's what you have to stay for all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, they come towards Ace and they say something that you can't really hear no. as we cut to the credits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Great it's, con- it's Contro screaming something. Uh, I think at one point she says Rat Boy or something. It's, what? What's oh, yes. really? Rat Boy. Rat Boy. Rat King. Rat King, I think you're right. Mm. I can smell your flesh, Rat King, Rat Boy. And, I've also and written down Pissing that? Blood. I don't know if she says Pissing Blood, but I've written that down. Is that what happened when you were watching it, Tom? <laughs> you start, your body immediately started pissing blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so that was episode one. Only episode one. We did right, it. Okay. We, we're a third of the way through Ghostlight. Okay. <laughs> So, episode two opens with Gwen and the Doctor looking at an animal collection. They've got all these moths and butterflies um, sort of pinned down. And they find a man. So they come across a man in a a drawer. (laughs) That's hilarious, isn't it? Frank Windsor is in the bottom drawer and you also get this pen. (laughs) Just for inquiring. Um, Just for opening the drawer. 
The doctor asks, what, so what's this deal with the, the guy uh, in the drawer? And Gwen says, oh, it's from Java. Mm. And this comes back loads, people being sent to Java. and It was a Lynx assume... fragrance. Why Java's so important? No. Is the, is the policeman the guy who says, oh, crikey, in the young ones? Or is that a different person? <gasps> no, that's a different guy. Oh, oh thought, that would have been. I got brilliant. excited then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is um, genuinely good that the policeman hasn't woken up yet because when he does, he turns out to be the most thoroughly ridiculous Victorian racist. Yeah, he mm. is. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Bloody yeah. gypsies everywhere. <laughs> Awful. The re- yeah, the Reverend's leaving for Java or something, and and Gwen says, "Oh, perhaps he'll see my father." Uh, and the Uncle Josiah sent him there after he saw what was in the cellar. Also back yeah. then. Um, <laughs> he went to Lynx um, Africa. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we're back down in the in the basement spaceship, and Nimrod stops the reptiles attacking Ace, uh, mm. and in and sort of bundles Ace into a chamber in the space room. Um, then Pritchard lies and says, "Oh, Ace has gone to bed." And then the maids hold. A, I mean, it's just this yeah. is the, this is where I'm basically just being and a court stenographer. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> really, I can't really connect the dots as to what it all no, means. No, no. Um, every Ace time then, I watch goes. Oh yeah. Go on. Sorry. Oh no, but every time I watch this, basically, I'm like, I'm going to concentrate. I'm going to get through yeah. this. And I always, I think it's about this point. I go, Oh no, I can't. I don't actually have a foothold on anything mm. that's yeah. happening anymore. Mm. Yeah. Well, so I, I mean. Sympathy. <laughs> I mean, the the writer the writer saying, "Oh, I don't I don't like to spoon feed my audience." It's like <laughs> you, you need to spoon feed them a tiny bit. I'd like mm. I like a little bit because as soon as you're confused, rapidly on the heels of confusion is boredom, isn't it? So you yeah. like walking a fine line. I I don't like to spoon feed my audience, but what I like to do is I like to get a lovely full bucket of KFC and I walk towards the audience with it and I throw it out the fucking window. But not only is there confusion, there's also tons of stuff being thrown at us. Mm. So you don't get any footing into what the fuck is going on. And then the music's too loud and when people talk, you can't hear them. Yeah, <laughs> it's impossible. So, having rescued Ace, uh, Nimrod then gets into a fight with Ace, and he says the sleeping one must not be woken. And then I've written in capitals. This is the most confusing bit. That's why I, I, do, I think I've got really stressed around this point because I didn't understand what's going on. Um, so then they smash a panel in the space room, and some alarms go off. In the confusion, <laughs> yes. the Doctor takes a gun and holds it to Josiah Smith's head, and they go down in the lift. There's suddenly there's gas being emitted in the basement <laughs> space room. Um, then Josiah Smith says, what have you done to my observatory? All my work might be ruined. And then we cut away from that. And we're upstairs with, and we're, we're upstairs with Gwen and she's crying about her dad being in Java. And I've written, and then Pritchard is a bitch to her. It's yeah. Okay. Something is hiding inside the glowing panel and someone, I think it's Josiah Smith, says the membrane is broken. Um, and then some like genetic code comes up on the panels prompted by nothing. Yeah. Um, Which I think Ace... is just the director's notes. <laughs> 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 yes, Which again, yes. can't, can't be read. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what that means. Oh dear. So and then... And then Ace says, this is a stone spaceship. There are a lot of lines where you think this has been put in to just try and help the audience along a little bit. Uh, And that's definitely one of them. Um, Josiah Smith is holding a gun now to the Doctor and Ace. Ace says, did those husks really used to be him? 
Uh, and by this stage, I- I'm and really lost. And at no lost. point, yeah, at no point have we had any inclination of that is the thought process of this episode. No. That's no. so baffling. She immediately goes, are they the husks of that man? That makes sense, doesn't it, Dr. Prof? Mm. And Prof goes, yeah, if you fucking yeah, like. I'm sure. <laughs> Well, the worst thing is as well that Sylvester McCoy all the time is walking around with his, his hands behind his back looking very smug because he knows yeah. more than anyone. And you're like, just please, Doctor, to say anything please that will help us understand. Say anything out loud. Please, tell yeah. <laughs> please try and save the show that you're currently in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that after this, after they broke, because basically they break the panel by accident, don't they, Nimrod mm, and Ace having right. a scrap. Mm. And, then, and, then, and then Josiah by gunpoint makes them fix it by doing a small sort of game in the Krypton Factor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these, these Weird little... Rods. Come on, it's yeah. a two-minute game. It's an automatic lock-in. Come on! <laughs> if there was ever a Doctor Who episode that would benefit from the Doctor breaking the fourth wall and doing a shrug, like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this, this is definitely the one. Yeah. Uh, because what we got instead was three episodes where everyone was metaphorically giving us the finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. So yeah, you're right. There's there are the Doctor and Ace push some glowing rods into a control panel, and then gas starts filling the room again. Yeah. Josiah Smith keels over, and Ace gets his gun, and then the, the the husks start advancing, and the voice says, "Help me be like you." And then the Doctor and Ace and Smith, Josiah Smith, and Nimrod run into the lift, and yeah. we hear a voice say, "Port control, no escape." Um, Josiah says, don't listen to it. It's a depraved creature. And he's, he's got flaking skin and he's, someone says he's evolving into the next stage. And he oh, says, yeah. let control rot down there. I do it again. I'm just, I'm basically just transcribing And when they're in the lift, when they're in the lift, con- control the rotting, horrible control with their beautiful opera gloves. Hmm. Um, yeah. Put your hand through and just spends two minutes tugging at the doctor's uh, jumper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, take that fucking stupid jumper off you were saying <laughs> I stop, at this stop, stage stop spoon feeding the audience with your costume <laughs> <laughs> my notes at this point just said there's a, a policeman in a drawer stop. it's like the British Empire that was uh, yeah that's all I had. Yes. That the child grew up to be that policeman <laughs> <laughs> it's like the film room yeah <laughs> a child has only ever known a drawer yeah. <laughs> Talking of jumpers, Tom, you're wearing your question mark jumper as we speak. I am wearing my ju- uh, question mark jumper as we speak. Yes. Mm. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm wearing my Doctor Who Christmas jumper. It's got ties. Yay! Oh, oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking about Ghostlight. <laughs> We're all trying to I'm, talk about Ghostlight. I must say, that is one thing that's. I'm currently that chasing is... the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is the this obviously the dark doctor. He's got his dark jacket on, mm-hmm. um, and I like this. It is just the jumper that spoils. If there was no jumper, this would be an like I think a perfect mm-hmm. Doctor Who look, and I think it would be a great. This season is really good, but there's just so many weird decisions that they make. Mm. But a very I don't, JNT. I don't, weirdly, I don't mind the question mark jumper so much. It's when it's combined with the question mark umbrella and the question mark everything mm. else that it just mm. goes a bit like oh yeah. At least he, he didn't of... have his question mark business card this time. Oh, no. His question, yeah. Or his, or his question mark contact lens is in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come agony. on, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> I'm hoping he's got pants covered in question marks. Definitely. I think he's contorted his genitals to make a <laughs> question mark. Oh, oh God. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, anyway, let's, oh, let's, let's, let's power on because i got to yes. the, the school run so, in an hour. 
So, I think that, uh, that's what Mark Platt was saying. You're going to be late. You're going to be late. So it's it's um it's getting light. It's the end of the nighttime. Day's starting, and so mm. Josiah Smith says uh, he must change uh, to secure the house. And then Ace says, "Oh, he's changing into a husk." Don't understand that. Then we cut <laughs> to morning, uh, and Josiah Smith is flaking uh, mm-hmm. the, on his face, and he <laughs> fires a gun into a photo of Queen Victoria. <laughs> 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 And, and again, at this point, reverend. at this point, you still don't know why. No, <laughs> no, no, no idea. No, um, they have a conversation about evolution. The Reverend and Josiah Smith, mm-hmm. and oh. Smith then gives the Reverend a banana, and the <laughs> Reverend's hands get hairy immediately. <laughs> and then immediately he turns, he immediately turns into the orangutan from Cannibal Run. It's too far fetched. And turns to the camera and goes. When Gwendolyn is horrified by the light and runs up to the playroom stroke lab where the Reverend is turning into an ape and Josiah Smith Josiah Smith Josiah Smith says he will soon restore the British Empire to full power this is the first we've heard about this and then being a monkey (laughs) how do they change him into an ape what's the I know I don't know do you just look at him and go turn into an ape then Paul he gave him a banana (laughs) oh is that what it is yeah Yes. Yeah. Well, hang on. So if they gave an orange, you turn into the fucking man from Del Monte. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, understand. No, no. <laughs> Gwendolyn and Josiah Smith then chloroform the Reverend and say that he's going to Java. Okay, and then we cut away from that right. scene. But hang on, hang on. There's that brilliant bit where Gwendolyn walks with the chloroform on the thing and actually asphyxiates the camera, which I think is very, very, yeah. very telling. Yeah. Very telling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> They're trying God. to literally put us to sleep. Uh. Is there a pun going on with like primate and like the church? Is there something going on there? I mean, am I reading well, too much? If it, it is, it's not very clear. No. Yeah. <laughs> on TARDIS Wiki, I read that this mm. is meant to be uh, a big treatise on evolution versus religion. Mm. That, that's right. But you know, but like anything, it's, it's barely touched on. It's a bit sick form, isn't it? The idea that, like, what if, like, we show that by having a priest literally devolve Turn into, into an ape? <laughs> yeah. well, is, is, isn't there a Darwin quote in this? A very famous Darwin quote. Oh, yeah, oh, Darwin, when, when he wrote um, Control No Ladylike. That's the, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a Douglas Adams reference in this. There is there. a Douglas Adams Yes, yeah. ancestors to dinner. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so then the doctor wakes up the inspector that's in a drawer by snapping, just by snapping his fingers in front of his face. And then he just wakes up. Yeah. I love um, this inspector. He immediately goes, have you got all the food in the world? I <laughs> and spends the rest of the time spitting sandwich crumbs on the doctor. <laughs> he does. Um, we then cut to one of the day maids waking up Ace in bed. Mm. Uh, the day maids are normal; they're not robots, or maybe what I don't know. Mesmerized? I don't know. <laughs> to the house. Um, they must get there every morning and go. Oh, God, there's a lot of shit to clear up again. Isn't there? <laughs> Someone's devolved into an ape. There's a, loads of bloody rotting husks everywhere. The, vic- oh, the, the vicar's done his droppings on the piano again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the vicar tried to do a sermon and just threw his shit on the altar. It was awful. <laughs> and doesn't oh, he he's pissing say- in the font again. He's pissing in the font. Again. <laughs> 
We they also literally learn... say, um, no one stays in this place after dark, like yeah. five times. That is the yeah. one thing that they always say. Also, loads of people stay in this place after dark. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just not there to see them, isn't it? Yeah. That's like it's saying really no one's in this house. room when I'm not in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, <laughs> we also it's learn... Schrodinger's cat, isn't it? It's Schrodinger's <laughs> cat, that's what they're doing. Schrodinger's Perubel cat. <laughs> we also Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's plot is there a plot or is it plot? we just don't know open the drawer ask the policeman does he know <laughs> <laughs> so at this God. point we learned that it's Ace has just been woken up in bed but it's already 5pm mm. um, yeah and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so what has the doctor been doing all day I don't know. Well, that's never touched <laughs> that's on. so true. Yeah. That's never touched on. I don't think he's done anything. He's just sat down. And he's, been watching everyone else. he's been watching the vicar scratch his ass <laughs> <laughs> up a tree. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 um, then, yes, as discussed, Inspector McKenzie enters eating a sandwich and says a bunch Lovely. of xenophobic racist stuff about Nimrod yeah. looking like a foreigner Brilliant. or a gypsy. Oh, um, boy. The doctor says that Nimrod is mesmerised and then a gloved hand reaches up from the lift shaft. Mm. Okay, so then... the, the audience watching it now, in 89 wasn't mesmerised. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ace is now in her Victorian dress um, yep. and we learn that the inspector was sent to the house in 1881, at which point everyone goes, oh, and what year is it now? <laughs> um, I think it's two years later, so 1883. I yeah. Think. yeah. Um, yeah. To in- and he was sent there to investigate the disappearance of the owner, Sir George Pritchard, mm. um, and he's been in Josiah's <laughs> cupboard ever since, preserved. Okay. And again... Um, why? Why? <laughs> for two years. To what end? Like, do we ever meet George Pritchard, or is he just another character that we have to sort of go? No, he, he was the original he's... owner of the house who went off. And the right. father of Gwendolyn, I think, because father his, Gwendolyn, yeah, because Gwendolyn's yeah. mother is Mrs. Pritchard. He went to Java. He went oh, to Java. Yes. Got you. Uh, do- oh. The doctor says Nimrod is still out like a light, and then makes him wake up. And then mm-hmm. there's a cloaked figure outside the room. Nimrod says a bunch of cryptic stuff like "wise men stole, wise men stole with a voice of the burning one." Now the wild world is lost. Light will return. We don't know what any of it means. But, um, not yet. We sort of get a little bit of. A clue don't worry. Later. Soon everything is going to make perfect sense. <laughs> yes, yeah. The cloaked figure outside, who we learn is control, says, "Light will return." Now, the doctor is, in the meantime, has mended the lift shaft and says, I had hoped the control creature might bring something with it. Ace says, Ace literally says, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Echoing everybody watching. And that that actually wasn't in the script. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then the doctor says, Nimrod worships it. Uh, Fen saw it and lost his mind. Ace then says, let there be light. Okay, and then the doctor says it's asleep down there in its spaceship and Josiah doesn't want it woken. It's very old. And then all the dead animals in the drawers come to life. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I like that bit. That bit's good. Because like, it's, it's a taxidermy house that comes to life. That's quite fun. Pretty cool. Yes, and you, and, you th- and you possibly think at that point, oh, is, does that mean that, that there are all those animals are going to now be... Ru-? No, no, no. No, 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 no they can't no, afford no. that. 
the burn Nimrod is with Red Furs now and says the Burning One is waking. Nimrod offers to free Red Furs, but uh, Red Furs reveals that the Doctor freed him from his straitjacket hours ago. In the spaceship, a cl- the cloaked figure of control is pushing rods into the control panel, assisted <laughs> by these husks. Panels light up and they all recoil. And then we cut away from that. Yeah. And then Ace and the Inspector. Obviously, sorry. pushing rod is how uh, how you became free. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey! yes. Hey! Very good. <laughs> That's the only thing that's been said today that makes sense. <laughs> Ace and the Inspector find a corridor to a room with the husk of Josiah Smith and Lady Pritchard and Gwen. And Ace mm. says, oh, they're just toys. And Ace un- uncovers <laughs> a cabinet containing... Oh, yeah, this amazing bit where Ace uncovers this cabinet and it's got Can the Reverend Matthews mm. stuffed <laughs> like an ape holding a banana. Yeah. And I've just written, what? I don't understand. <laughs> he looks happy, down. though. He does, he does look happy. Yeah. Oh, is he dead? Or, no, I or presume he's mesmerised mesmerized or frozen mesmerized. in time. Again, we mm. don't know. Frozen in time. <laughs> Maybe so the then, doctor stuffed him. Then, <laughs> then, this is ridic- then there's this ridiculous game of cat and mouse in and out the door replacing people sequence that is just yeah. really yes. h- hurried yeah. and stupid and just, yes. what? What's going on? <laughs> then the doctor moves the clock forward so that the maids come out behind their panels again. Yeah. So um, now we know they're not intelligent robots. I suppose we do. Because everyone's stupid. (laughs) They all went to bed three hours earlier and then suddenly, oh, it's time to get up, is it? (laughs) Bloody stupid. Mm. Um, Gwen and Pritchard and Josiah, the husks of them, start moving up in the playroom and they attack Ace and the inspector. Then Mm. this new Josiah steps out, (gasps) like a new version of him, uh, and he looks younger and he's got dark hair now. And Ace opens a window to let... She goes, right, get this, Dracula. And she opens a window to let the light in. But uh, it's never been really established that he's allergic to light or anything, has it? He's wearing sunglasses, but that's it. But then uh, Josiah says, well, I'm I'm okay with light now. And then uh, the doctor shows that there's light coming from the downstairs where the lift is. And (laughs) Josiah, Ace and Mrs. Pritchard come downstairs. Josiah orders the maids to hold the doctor. Uh, The inspector comes in and the doctor says, you can come out now. Then... I realise this is confusing, um, but then the, doc- the, the cloaked figure exits the lift. She takes off a sheet to reveal more sheets. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Josiah says, don't let it out. He then runs into the lift and gets electrocuted. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know why. And then the doctor shouts, light, and then the lift doors open and they're blinded by a light coming out of the lift. And that's the end of episode two. Yeah. Wow! I don't know what any of it means. I would love someone to listen to this podcast who has who maybe doesn't even watch Doctor Who or has not seen Ghostlight, yes. and just like because this, I wonder what anyone would make of it hearing it because it makes as much sense, if not more, <laughs> hearing you describe it this way. Yeah, I feel better who was about it? it. Yeah, who was it that some? I remember years ago. I think it was it Roman and Martin's laughing or a program of that ilk. Mm. Um, in the 60s, where it was like zany, wacky comedy, and they said, how do you come up with the ideas for some of this stuff? It might not have mm. been Rowan and Martin's laughing, but basically the producer said, oh, what we do is we send some writing teams, genuinely, into mental asylums, and we just listen to people. What? And then we take that and we fashion it into comedy, and this is exactly what's happened here. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dark from, from laughing. I know. Oh, I, my God. I believe I'm not sure if it's the... laughing. It might be something else, but it's something yeah. of that ilk. Well, oh. I believe that one of the cast of Ghostlight, when they did a read-through, said, 
what has the writer been putting on his cornflakes in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Is it right. flakes of um, Josiah's skin? Josiah's <laughs> skin, <yeah. laughs> um, Okay, should we press on to episode three? Please. Episode three. Right, so after the recap, a gold man exits the lift. He's in, he's well, in hang gold on, hang on, Marmate. because he's had, he's had such a build-up, isn't he? He's evil. He's an evil presence that's been dormant mm. and lurking, and suddenly we're confronted with Liberace on Strictly Come yeah. da- Bloody Dancing. Yeah, he's in gold lame. He's got gold he goes, makeup Hello. on, <laughs> and he's got a really quite a nice gold special effect around him actually. Mm. As well. yeah. nice. Hello, um, and. Oh, brilliantly. Someone goes, what's that? And, and Ace says, it's an angel, stupid. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't think it is. It's think not it actually, is. you fucking twat. <laughs> also, what, what alien species is Josiah? Is he... I don't, I don't understand. Is, what... I, I literally said, is Josiah a person? Because I don't... Yeah. It's very strange. He's the supposed doctor... to be a survey man, an alien survey man. So the doctor what does, then. What does that mean? Well, the doctor does a bit of exposition at this point and says, "When the doctor, when Ace says this is an angel, she, the doctor says that's just its shape on Earth. It's called yeah. light, and it's come to survey life here. Um, right, and right. I don't know how he's learnt that, but yeah, <laughs> that is it. And Ace then adds more information and says it's crashed in a space in a stone spaceship in the basement. And I don't know how they've put that together, but it's helpful. No, no. it's because no, no, Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the doctor says, and while it slept, the survey got out of control. And control says, control is me. And <laughs> this, the, the, I've written, this is the densest part of exposition. Everyone is literally just standing around in the lobby explaining the plot mm, at this point, yeah, trying yeah, to bring everybody yeah. up to speed. Um, the doctor says, oh, the survey is Josiah. So Josiah is the experiment? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. This and this third episode is like the end of a Scooby Doo episode, but without the reveal. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on, and we just under go, every just mask is another mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, I'd like to know how many who episodes there are where the main baddie reveals himself. In a way, this is the main baddie, yeah. and then spends mm. the rest of this episode just sort of wandering around, <laughs> killing people, really? tearing people's arms people. off. Yeah, I mean, with, with with no kind of stakes yeah <laughs> I, well the idea weird. is that the idea is that the creature is relearning i don't is that what I, it's supposed I, to be that's why he pulls yeah. a maid apart to see how it works yeah, but that, what the fuck was that <laughs> so dark i pulled yeah. it apart to see how it works i think later it's a bit like the dad in the lego movie in that he doesn't want anything to change he wants everything nailed down yeah. to stay the same yes, yes. Um, that's so a great comparison i get it more now he doesn't want able show he's done this uh, i mean we'll come to it later but he'll, he does he's done this survey and then he's like oh no the blasted things are all still evolving my survey can't be finished and i likened it to uh the episode of blackadder with the with um samuel johnson in the dictionary mm. where mm. there's a bit where there's a bit where do- the doctor is saying oh well what a about, you haven't finished your survey. What about griffins and basilisks? And that's literally like Blackadder going yeah. such peri combobulations. It's also doing the other thing that, that Doctor Who occasionally does, where it, it, it lapses into Star Trek mode and confuse the being by um, either it, it's either logic or in this case it's myth and monsters. But it's the mm. same yes, thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Captain Kirk going, Well, what about love? And, the <laughs> <robot> going, ah, <laughs> yeah. ah, 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 and it's the same thing. The Doctor's mm. just going, uh, Basilisks. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. 
So at this point, we there's a shot of one of the maids. We're all in the lobby explaining mm. the plot, and mm-hmm. one of the maids lifts up a gun. Light mm. Light asks how long he's been asleep. Then. Mm kills the maid with the gun using yep. like the force or something I don't know yep. I, and presume, then... I presume because really he did ask the wrong person <laughs> yeah. 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 I have been asleep I didn't even know there was a fucking observatory down there so <laughs> I can't tell you well, I in that case I'm going to murder you yeah. <laughs> um, Josiah and the maids retreat they go upstairs the doctor and Ace go into a side room this is back to what you're saying Paul about let's go into the next room yeah um, let's go into another room let's go into another room and have a chat to light and he light won't be there yeah, he won't be oh, there. Oh, he's there. Light magics himself in there, yes. And then there's this weird exchange where Ace says, how how does light travel so fast? And the Doctor says, it yeah. travels at the speed of thought. I was so angry at that. Speed of light, you mean, you stupid man. Because <laughs> I was like, I get, I'm about to understand something. They say, how does light get there? And the Doctor's about to say, he travels at the speed of light. And I was like, yeah. I understand yeah. that. And then he says, that travels at the speed of thought. Sense. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. He might as well have gone, it travels at the speed of hummus. And you'd be like, also, at this point, Ace has already gone, oh, it's probably an angel. And then, how does it travel so fast? It's a fucking yeah. angel! <laughs> <laughs> it got um, a taxi, Ace. What do you fucking think? Yeah. You should have said, speed of light, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, light says he spent centuries on Earth cataloguing all the species. I've spent centuries on Earth. Are you going to carry on talking like that? No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will lower the register a, a bit later. Okay. <laughs> When and then when he's finished, it all all of the species on Earth started changing, and he asks Control how long he must suffer her company. Uh, at this point, Control says she wants freedom and to become a lady, and then she yeah. runs away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why does Control want to become a lady? I don't, I don't get. Don't it. you oppress her? <laughs> it's because um, Ace, sort of, because Ace is the first thing she's come across, and she wants because oh, she's a control experiment. Is that right? Is that why she's called? Control? I don't know. Maybe maybe Control's only ever seen one film, Pretty Woman, and she just wants. <laughs> to Where's yeah. the fetus yeah. going to just You're going to keep it in a box. Yeah. <laughs> I want to really become lovely, a high class prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really good scene, though, if Control was like a, a, a gene- generic human and then mm. saw Ace in the beautiful Victorian dress and went, I want to be like that. And that would mm. be a bit like um, the episode of Star Trek. The offspring when Data gets yes, a daughter. Yes, and that's right. It's just a generic, and then she gets to choose what she looks like. It, that nice. would be a really nice scene, but we don't get that scene. No. <laughs> so. What we get all the way through all these episodes is people's motives that we don't know why they have them, no. why they had them in the first place, where they're from, and what the hell they're doing. Yeah. So you're just like, I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care if you become a golf ball at this point. I just do. Shut up, all of you. So there's a bit at this point where McCoy does some of the most extraordinary acting out of absolutely nowhere. He's oh, is this his bit? Yes, yeah. and it's bizarre. He's been very kind of cool throughout this whole thing. Like I say, he's been very kind of just smugly knowing what's going on, and then suddenly, just out of nowhere, he screams and gurns like, "Yes, but I didn't get caught napping like that." It's and bizarre, then isn't it? It's, it's so really odd. Mm. I and thought I he was going to regenerate. I thought, is he going to regenerate? Now? Is that what's happening? It's odd. And he tells light. He tells light to go, and then light vanishes. Mm. Then we go. We cut upstairs to Josiah in the playroom, stroke lab. He says he's got plans for the empire. 
Um, Gwen is on the rocking horse and they agree that they're going to send Ace away to Java. I don't know what they're <laughs> oh, God. I, don't, I don't know what sending... Do they I mean, think that the box that they put people in is Java? Is, are they <laughs> I don't understand. Why is Josiah... This is Josiah's super plan now. We finally get a bit of context for Josiah. And mm. what he wants to do is execute Queen Victoria. Why? Yes. To, to well, what end? He talks later on about wanting to bring order to the empire. He says that there's not enough order. And I su- I'm, I'm guessing... The exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, I'm imagining what the writer was going for is that Light is trying to bring order to his catalogue and Earth species and Josiah is trying to bring order to the Empire. I, I imagine yeah, that's... Light, light, right. light doesn't even know at this stage what a plimsoll even means. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's going to be a long time <laughs> before Light can really start sorting things out. There's a fun bit where McCoy goes... That was the best bit of all three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best bit's when he does his funny little twirly bit with a hat. That's lovely. That is always fun. Mm. <laughs> so, Not as good as this song, though. Yeah. <laughs> now, now control is starting to look more feminine, and she mm. eats a beetle. <laughs> she eats a live beetle. That's what women um, do, Gemma. And, yeah. <laughs> and Redvers gives her some jewellery. Then we cut away to light in Don't, the main hallway. Are looking... we supposed to now gather that Redvers has now come out of it? I, oh, He's out no of the longer... mes... Is he, no, is he no longer mesmerised? Because he's no longer I'm not on my hunting mission anymore. And now his immediate thing is, I'm going to pursue this lady. <laughs> I say, rather. I don't, well, I don't think so, because later on he says he's hunting Queen Victoria and will shoot her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Light's in the main hallway and he's looking at... Well, I actually wrote equations, but in retrospect, I think it's looking at his writing in the catalogue. Um, right. He says, this can't be Earth. And then he beckons a nearby <laughs> maid to him and says he needs her assistance. Then we cut away from that and we're with the Doctor and Ace and they're searching through corridors. All the animals in the house are coming to life. And he sa- and the Doctor says that's because of the energy from Light's ship invigorating them. And then yes. we're reminded of Ace's visit to the house in the future when she was 13. The Doctor offers to let her go back to the TARDIS, but she says that's the easy way out. Um, yeah. She's frightened. So she then proceeds yeah. to have a natural history panic attack. She does. She's frightened by all the animals making noises and then has like a sense memory of the fire starting because we hear the fire sort of licking It's quite up. weird as well to hear the doctor go um, to the assistant, do you just want to hang out in the TARDIS until this is done? Right. <laughs> they all never the years they could have done that with Adric. Yeah. <laughs> Lock TARDIS, the... set fire to TARDIS. <laughs> it's sort of one of the core things, isn't it? Can separate separate your gang from the TARDIS as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, but also, so they can't this is genuine. Genuinely, the first time that the Doctor has shown Ace any slim sort of speck of um, compassion or remorse at this Mm. stage. And that is, I've brought you here on purpose to make you relive horrible memories for my own amusement. Mm. (laughs) I've left you by yourself, sometimes for hours uninterrupted, where horrible things could have happened to you on an almost constant basis. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you you go into another room. Um, (laughs) And and then maybe now, do you want to go sit in the TARDIS now and cry your eyes out for eternity? (laughs) Oh, thanks, Prof. Thanks. (laughs) So she's having this panic attack. Gwendolyn 
arrives and says, oh, I want you to come away with me to Java. Then there's literally <laughs> like a split second of her with the hanky, presumably with chloroform on it. But it's mm. like, it's literally a split second. And I had to go back to see what was going on. So <laughs> presumably, then he's ace chloroformed. I'm not sure. Um, so then, mm. no, we cut to Control, who's trying on hats in a mirror. <laughs> she says, she says, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to be... I want to be more ladylike. And yeah. Red First says, once this hunt is over, I'll make you the finest ladylike in the Empire. Um, oh, I don't know what they're planning to do, really. Um, is she going to become queen? I don't, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, no you probably just sell her for cocaine at Harrods or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just um, so... It's confusing. Mm. <laughs> doctor, the Doctor enters and control... Uh, jumps uh, jumps up and the doctor shouts and this is a really confusing bit so he says that things are, the doctor literally says things are out of control even i can't play this many games at once i mean he's sort of speaking for us all yeah, he really is. no one then, asked you to doctor no one asked you to play this many games <laughs> red first this is when red first says he's hunting queen victoria and will shoot her um yeah. then we oh no then we cut back to gwen and ace fighting that's it so oh god this bit on the documentary they were yes. all, all the blokes were like oh we all had to watch that Ugh. oh god oh, no. it's really disturbing mm. Sylvester's really? Like, oh, that was an interesting day's filming <laughs> oh no oh no but even yeah. that sequence they both have a fight they stop the fight both go in another room for a bit <laughs> and then they come back into another room and start fighting again <laughs> they, 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 is, this, is this when control does that thing like she just started driving school and someone says you are control and you're out of control go whoa yeah. <laughs> she's like i am control but i have no control genius let's, yeah. let's say um, control and light as many times as we can in this episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is when we find that Nimrod that Nimrod has found light and he's dismantled a, a maid. Yeah. So he's taken a maid yeah. apart. Yeah. Um, Nimrod, Nimrod recognises light as the burning one and light reveals that he took Nimrod up. Uh, he said, I took you up as the last specimen of the Neanderthals. Took him up into his spaceship? I don't know. I don't that know. is a euphemism. Took him up. <laughs> I took you up. Right? I took you up, <laughs> up Blackpool Tower, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, oh, I wonder where I got that hunch there. from. Oh. <laughs> um, Somewhere in Blackpool, there's a stick of rock, and if you break it open, there's the plot to this fucking <laughs> <laughs> written all the way through. I love the fact that one of these actors was in the Black Orchid, where the plot is the Doctor plays cricket, and then there's a fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the whole plot. <laughs> Um, yes I mean this is very much fierce creatures to Black Orchid's Fish Called Wonder isn't it it really is it's very much the human centipede to that film as well Um, Light says that he likes the Neanderthals because they knew when to stop evolving and Mm. uh, he says but but they didn't (laughs) that's the point they didn't stop evolving well they did when you went to sleep Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he says, Light says, who released you from your quarantine cubicle? And it's revealed that Josiah did. And then there are these microbes in the air and <laughs> while Light is speaking. And he says, oh, look, they're evolving even as I speak. My catalogue is useless. Um, and then the inspector comes in and asks for the... And we were like, oh, yeah, that guy yeah. from like mm. ages yeah. ago now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, any chance of a burrito? <laughs> <laughs> go away, go away. And the and light knocks the inspector out, and then mm. Ace finds control, <laughs> cowering in a bedroom. Um, <laughs> She's speaking in a husky voice and broken sentences, so it's impossible to really understand what she's talking about. She says, uh, world only changing for him. Now he's Josiah, big man now. <laughs> I don't know. He turns into Papa Lazarus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Tell, tell Sid when you see him. What, what's she going on about? <laughs> I'm a secret lemonade drinker. <laughs> and this is the immortal line, control no lady like. <laughs> Um, <laughs> lady um, Gwen, Gwen and the maid are escaping from a room and then Ace is giving control and then we cut back to Ace giving control elocution lessons um, the rain yeah. in Spain oh, falls mainly down the drain says. Yeah. Um, and then she does that Heineken advert <laughs> yeah. the water in Mallorca don't taste like, like water in all water. Water. thank you I think she's got it <laughs> <laughs> when Gwen enters and fights Ace, yeah, like like you say, Paul, the, the, the fight continues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. This the time doctor... they take it to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. The doctor, the doctor and Redfuss break it up. The doctor and Redfuss break it up. The doctor picks up a locket on the floor, and re- which we've not seen before, I don't think, mm. and then reveals photos in it of Gwendolyn and Miss Pritchard. Yeah, Um, which somehow breaks them out of their mesmerised state. Yes, Mm. yes. And then Control says that she's no longer hiding and this is the point when they all decide to go to dinner. Like, the action just stops (laughs) and then they decide to go to dinner, which has never been mentioned. Um, (laughs) At at dinner, Josiah says he doesn't want to share a table with Control. The Doctor shows the locket to Mrs Pritchard and she starts crying and leaves. And the Doctor (laughs) says... Don't eat the soup several times. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So then Josiah crushes a beetle on the table and the doctor uh. says he knew it was a trap as soon as he walked into it. What? The dinner? Mm. The whole mm-hmm. thing? <laughs> what was a trap? Or was he talking about the beetle? Don't I don't know. know. <laughs> Are we to assume from what, from what they sort of drip feed us? I don't know what they've been drip feeding us throughout all this, but is it true that light has turned... Inspector McKenzie into the soup. That's it, yeah. Yeah, it's people soup, isn't it? There there is the beautiful Mm. line, Cream of Scotland Yard, which is brilliant. Yeah, that's great. That's a great pun. Mm. That's brilliant. Cream Mm. of Scotland Yard. That's Mm. good. Mm. That's brilliant. Either that or he's got him to wank in the soup, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's one of the two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, Light's discovered wanking. (laughs) This is amazing. This is amazing! I thought he was doing, don't eat the soup. (laughs) 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 Um, So, so Mrs. Pritchard and Gwendolyn reunite and they recognise one another now because they have come out of This is really touching and lovely. They recognise one another as mother and daughter and we learn that Gwendolyn sent the father away to Java. Um, (laughs) So then... Light appears and says, you changed, you'll never change again, and then turns the two of them into stone. Mm. And Nimrod goes, what, did, what have they done? They never harmed you. Uh, and then we cut to Josiah I quite like that effect, by the way, when, when he yeah, turns into nice stone. Yeah, it's nice when he turns stone. Yeah, it's right. good. Really it's really nice. good. Um, Josiah explains that he wants Queen Victoria dead because there's no discipline in the Empire. Um, right, even though mm-hmm. Queen Victoria and the Empire at that stage is nothing... It's all morality at this point. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if this, if this is the most disciplined time mm. <laughs> in our history, but there you go. 
Hmm. This was Very a bit that really confused me. So then the doctor reveals that Redfers has an invitation to Buckingham Palace. Mm. Yeah, again, um, we don't know why or how. I don't know why. And Redvers decides to take control to Buckingham Palace. And mm-hmm. Control goes to takes the invitation, goes to throw it in the fire and says she'll burn the whole house down. But then Ace screams and says, <laughs> no, that's what I did. It was full of evil and hate left by him. Uh, and she, then she mm. points off screen at someone. And <laughs> <laughs> JMT. <laughs> I presume she's. I presume she's pointing at the writer. <laughs> or it could have been Michael Grade. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no really, Redfers. Redfers should have taken the Reverend with him to Buckingham Palace. That would have been That'd a be lovely amazing. parting In shot. The case, As they walk yeah. up the red carpet, him stood up, and the other one. That's a monkey scratching his ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so she, yeah, control then <laughs> control then burns the invitation and Josiah cries. So then mm. Light appears and says that he was going to re- he's going to reduce the whole Earth to soup. Um, yeah. You start and the doctor says you started with Inspector Mackenzie, and we learn that the soup is the inspector. Yeah. And Josiah says the cream of Scotland Yard's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. We like this bit. Primordial soup so that life can start again, but he's going to stop it evolving this time so that there are no amendments to his catalogue. So that um, means life won't start again. He'll just have, he'll let, he'll just have this soup. He wants yeah. a permanent mm. planet of soup with the occasional mm. crouton. Is that it? <laughs> is, that, is that his big plan? It is the way of the croutons. Hey! <laughs> 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 and this is when the doctor points out that... It, that light has evolved himself and his catalogue is incomplete. There are no griffins, basilisks and that sort of yep. thing. And he says, you can't, de- the doctor says, you can't destroy life before you've completed the catalogue. Um, control has evolved, so you can't help him. It's all really confusing. At this but point. Control hasn't light- evolved at all. He's completely going the, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Nimrod then says he can't, he can't assist light as his allegiance is to Earth. Mm. Uh, and Light is horrified that everything is in flux. He says, I will not change! And then he turns himself into stone. Mm. Um, and mm. the Doctor has a, a, a line where he says, file in the catalogue under imagination, comma, lack of. Uh, and mm. Nimrod, Nimrod says, Light has instigated the fire... Oh, this is brilliant. Light, he says, Light has instigated the Firestorm programme sometime Firestorm prior program, to dinner. Yeah, You're like, yeah. what's that? <laughs> so, 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 uh, so Light was wandering around going, what? What is love? What are shoes? What is umbrella? Oh, by the way, I've installed a firecracker system. Um, <laughs> what are stairs? <laughs> File under, fuck's going on. Subcategory, what the? File under plot hole, open brackets, fucking gaping, close brackets. <laughs> so, we're now three minutes from the end, and Ace yeah. has to ask, What's, what, what does this mean? Yeah. The doctor says, minutes. a very big explosion, and they all run down to the spaceship. Uh, the mm. doctor suggests that Nimrod, Control, and Redfers will be the new crew of this spaceship. Mm. Okay, sure. Which he seems Why absolutely not? fine to do. Wonderful. Yeah. Yes, oh, wonderful. I know. And Nimrod <laughs> has also just said his allegiance is to Earth, but he's now fine to go off <laughs> Immediately leaving. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine. So then, Josiah enters holding a gun, and he holds it to Ace's head. Control. Mm. Control then like holds her hand up and says, "Get back where you belong." And then two of the husks' heads explode for no reason. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> no reason at all. Suddenly turned into scanners. Yeah. Turn into scanners. <laughs> 
But then also in the shot, the explosion of their heads happens directly behind the gun in the shot. So it sort of looks like <laughs> yeah. Josiah shot the gun into Ace's head. And you're really confused for a moment. Um, Josiah staggers and he drops to the floor. Control ties him up with chains from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Control implies that Josiah will now become the new Control. Ace but- says, oh, they've swapped over. Uh, sure. And then... Sure. Nimrod I swapped over and there's absolutely no reason. Shush. Yeah. Shush. Shush. Nimrod, Redvers and uh who is C? I've, I've, oh, oh, Control. Nimrod, <laughs> Redvers and Control go about preparing to fly this stone mm-hmm. spaceship. Control says the doctor is not in the catalog nor will he ever be. So the doctor's mm-hmm. not in this catalog either. The doctor and Ace sort of say goodbye and then the they head catalog. up. <laughs> <laughs> They head up to the lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, Light, who had previously turned himself to stone, so I assumed that was the end of him. Mm, he's yeah. now got electricity coming out of him. And he's got, <laughs> his, hands, and he's got the, his hands up to these control panels with his catalogue on. Mm. And the Doctor and Ace come out of the lift and just in time for him to explode. And <laughs> doc, the Doctor says, well, the house will remember him. And Ace says, I felt it here in 100 years' time, so I burned the house down. Hmm. The Doctor says, any regrets? And Ace says, I wish I'd blown it up instead. And the Doctor says, wicked. And then we cut to the credits. (laughs) Well done, Gemma. Well done. Wow. Oh, my God. Um, and apparently it was McCoy's idea to change the last line to Wicked. It yes. was something else. Each what was it before that? Was him going, what the fuck? Was, what was all of that? It was him looking directly at the camera going, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, she says, I, just, I wish I'd blown it up instead. And then he says, Ace, would you mind explaining to me exactly what just happened? In the, in the simplest terms possible. But he changed it to Wicked because it was too much to remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Mark Platt, the writer, described this story as the Adams family on acid. Yeah, no, yeah, right, yeah. He watched the Adams family while taking acid <laughs> and wrote down everything he thought. Yeah, he wrote down something else. Yeah. He took an Adams family script, dissolved it on, in acid, and then this is what what came out. Now we usually score these episodes out of a hundred, and we worried last week that if there were four of us, it would go over the three hundred mark. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna happen this week. Um, <laughs> So, should we try and think what we're going to score it out of? Is it possible possible that this could be the one that goes into the minuses? (laughs) (laughs) Can we we arrange that? Uh, (laughs) So, what what units of score are we going with? Because we could go with monkey butlers. (laughs) Uh, Monkey butlers. Oh, that's it. 100 monkey butlers. Perfect. You're giving it 100, Paul. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gemma, would you like to start, Mm. seeing as it was your choice? Out Out of 100. 100. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be quite generous because I think loads of people are doing their job really well here. I think that yeah. all of the actors are doing a really great job. I think that the costume is nice. I think the set is nice. I think there's loads of lovely stuff. I just think there there are some things wrong with it, but it's not everybody's fault. So I'm gonna mm. go with sort of a, a, a generous a uh, forty six. Forty six. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's that's good. Okay. Um, John. Okay, <clears throat> well, I would say, yes, it looks very nice. Mm. The set's beautiful. But it would be like getting a Ferrari when you get inside. It's a mini metro. <laughs> um, so, and, it's, and, it, and it's full of bees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give it... I was 12 when it came out. Mm. So, uh, so, so I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it... Eleven. <laughs> right. You actually scored it just like the logic of the episode. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. That makes no so sense. I'm going to give it eleven. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, Paul, what's your what's your verdict? I'm I'm much more erring um, on 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 Gemma's side. It's bizarre because it, uh, thank God this is only three episodes. My mm. God, it could have been four. It could have been a sixer. Um, again, it looks <laughs> right. beautiful. I think some of the character work is brilliant. I think you know the guy who plays Redfern uh, uh, and Nimrod. Mm. I th- um, even even uh, Josiah, I think they're fun. Um, um, yeah, looks great. It's a really mad idea that just needed planing down into something yeah. that made any <laughs> sense. Um, but I think it looks great. Um, I love the fact. I I kind of like that. I was just going. What all the time? Yeah, but it's so relentless in its pace of just once, once you once you once you finish going what? There's another what immediately back yeah. beep, beep beep into your mind, um, and it's, it made me laugh so many times. It, it, it's, yeah. There's a couple of genuinely scary moments as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a forty. Forty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's um, baffling nonsense, but it's quite enjoyable baffling. nonsense. It really is. Um, I, I agree. I think that there's a lot. Isn't it fun? Like t- it's ambitious TV, and it's Doctor Who was like, yeah. it was too ambitious, but it was really trying to be something quite special. Um, yeah. And you know, they they were playing with a lot of good ideas. It just didn't come together in the way that I think anyone meant it to. But you do sort of have to score the overall thing. So I think I'll sort of err uh, in the middle, and I'll give it thirty. Okay. Which yeah. means that Ghostlight scores 127 monkey butlers. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, we've got correspondence. We've got quite a lot of correspondence. I'll try and whiz through it as quick as I can. Sure. Uh, first one from Lady Jane, um, uh-huh. who says, didn't have a clue what was going on in this one as a kid. It creeped me out a bit. A bit scary, but I love Ace and this Doctor. So that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Greg Newport says, light looks, um, light looks like an aged Lovejoy. upset that his antiques catalogue is obsolete and full of chintz and kitsch Uh, this is my favourite Ben Thomas says love Ghostlight they missed a trick not getting Frankie Howard to play light he was born for the part how long have I been asleep and why have I naturalised in this form oh no missus I said naturalised titty ye not it's no good she'll have to go Uh, (laughs) shut your face (laughs) Uh, Tim Smith says, which of the endless amount of insane subplots is your favourite? I'm a the clockwork house staff inexplicably yeah. can't help the hunting guy from having a breakdown man myself, <laughs> but the monkey reverend thread is a close second. <laughs> I'm all about the emu personally, the light up eyes emu. That's yeah. my favourite. Yeah. Dom yeah. Carter says, do you reckon we'll ever hear white kids firebombed it ever sudden Doctor Who again? Uh, who knows uh, uh, Michael Fuse says I remember being really taken as a kid with how mysterious the first episode is it's definitely that uh, uh, yeah, uh, Bob Hopness says I've got one question what the fuck's going on <laughs> and uh, a few other people commenting on how Ace has shameless wantons uh, there you go yeah. the whole experience of it is like it, you know if you stand up and if you're in a really hot bath and you stand up too quick and you go, <laughs> oh, 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 that's what it is for nearly an hour. Maybe Whitney Houston was watching Ghostlight when she died. Oh my God. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah. I am. Um, I want. Thank you so much, Gemma. Because yeah. I think, oh, like, yeah, what thank I'll you. do is, like, I think I'll put Ghostlight to bed now. Like, it's one of those stories yeah. I've always wrestled with and I'll rewatch. But I think now I've had you explain it to me. We've talked yeah. it through in a group. And I feel like now I can go, I don't get it, but it's fun. And That's I'll probably fun. never watch it again, I think. Is the... <laughs> bye bye, Teddy. Yeah, Jimmy, you did an incredible job explaining it because I, all the time watching this, I was thinking, I am so pleased. 
yeah. I, I don't have to explain what's happening. Yes. Hmm. Oh my word! Um, is there anything you'd like to plug, uh, Gemma, before before we bid you a, before we oh, evaporate yeah. into light or something? Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe just put my name into Big Finish, and I've written three stories for Big Finish. And uh, <gasps> really? three stories. Yeah. So for one was the Seventh Doctor, one was Missy, and another <gasps> was the Paternoster Gang. So I've done. Oh my three, gosh! So wow, going, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's really they were really fun, and I did get to see the Paternoster Gang being recorded. So I saw Dan Starkey do Strax. It was nice. Oh, that <laughs> Dan is so cool. Is Dan Starkey is an brilliant. absolute gem, isn't he? That's amazing. <laughs> That's it. that's it thank you so much for having me oh, thanks for being oh, on thank you. And, thank you and thank you all at home you're probably listening to this I think on Christmas Eve so <gasps> I would like to say happy Christmas from everyone at Wheeze and Groaning Sound thank you for listening and we'll hopefully see you again on New Year's Eve see you then yes. yeah. have a Merry Christmas have a very Merry Christmas, Christmas. follow us at, at Wheezing Pod mm-hmm. and um, we'll see you next time hopefully in a less confused state <laughs> Bye. 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 In the velvet darkness of the blackest night, burning bright, there's a guiding star. No matter what or who you And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft Auto. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. GreatBigOwl.com.